Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. The scripture says that there was a scene in heaven. In Revelations chapter 4 verse 1 it says that and a door was open I said I looked and behold that means there's a door to heaven there's a door to heaven and he said when I was in the spirit you gotta learn how to stay in the spirit I was in the spirit and behold back to verse 1 he says that these things I looked and behold a door was open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me trumpet makes some sound that really gets to your soul it said the voice that was I heard it was like trumpets speaking to me trumpet speaking to me so what you hear is Bible says in first Corinthians chapter 13 um, I think the verse 19 or verse 17, 16, 17, somewhere there. It talks about there are many, I think 19, there are many instruments. And trumpet makes a clear sound. When the trumpet makes, those times when you have to go for battle, they sound the trumpet in a certain way. You know that this means that the battle time. When they, 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 there's a, a, a verse 7, even things like uh, without life, whether flute or harp, when they make sound, unless they make a distinct uh, distinction in the sound how will you know what kind of pipe is being played so when a horn is playing or any trumpet sound you can know and they make a certain distinct sound and it says that the voice that spoke to me it wasn't a normal human voice it sounded like trumpet it sounded like trumpet so it says that and the voice that spoke to me, first voice, it was like trumpet speaking to me, saying, Come up hither, and I will show you things that must, must take place after this. So come, let's go. Listen, there are things you don't know. There are things that God in his spirit can show you. Then it says that immediately I was in the spirit. When you are coming to church, please, I know you come with your clothes. But make sure, don't just be in your clothes, but be in your in the spirit. When it's time to hear God's word, enter your spirit. He said, then immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven when the heavens was open. That's what he saw. And he entered the spirit, and he saw a throne was set in heaven, and there's somebody who sat on the throne, and he said, I was looking at the one, and it didn't look like a human being. But the, the person has an appearance. The person was like Jasper. He says that, and he that sat, sat uh, was to look upon like a Jasper and a, a sardine stone. So it wasn't like the person was a stone. Jasper is a special type of mineral that it's like a diamond let me just so, so when you saw the one sitting on the throne it's like a diamond you know sometimes you go to they can carve some things out of a uh, 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 Sirovsky. they will carve it's a horse 
by crystal yeah crystals so when i look at the person that was sitting on the throne the person looked like jasper and a sardine stone and there was a rainbow around the throne that's why what god said don't do they say we will do it instead of we'll be ashamed of it i'll call, we'll call it i'm proud of it and we'll use the symbol of God to represent what we want to do against God. Let's see how the, how the story will end with them. And rainbow around the throne. And then he said, and he that sat was to look upon like chapter there was rainbow around the, around the throne. In, uh, uh, around the throne, inside like onto an emerald when you look at him like emerald is like a special type of precious mineral his description was so unusual and there is four and around the and and round about the throne was four and twenty seats and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white garments. Let's keep let's stay with the New King James. Clothed with white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. How many of you know gold is a very this is a very special thing? Very precious on their head. Look at the next verse. I think I'm already preaching. The next verse said, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. This is a very interesting thing. A scene in heaven said, a door was open in heaven, and I saw. Now look at, let's go on. So I saw a throne. But the throne, one person was sitting on the throne, and the person that sat on the throne looked like Jasper and Sardis stone, and the appearance was like emerald. And then it says that there was thundering and lightning proceeding from the, the throne. And verse, I said, before the throne, and then around the throne were 24 elders sitting on 24 thrones. 24 is 12 times 2, 24 hours in a day. And then they were all wearing white. White is the color of heaven. When you study the scripture very carefully, it said in white, in white, in white, in white. White was the color. It's the color of heaven. And then it says that, verse 6 says that before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in the back. That's a very scary thing. There are four living creatures. What kind of creatures are these? Please, he said there are four living creatures. But you and the eyes all over in front and behind. And then when you read Jeremiah, Jeremiah saw four creatures. One, unfortunately, a creature, the cherubs. One had the face of a lion. One had the face of an eagle. One had the face of an ox. And one had the face of a man. Four. So, eagle, the lion, ox, and a, um, a man. Yeah, that's it. So, is there? Ezekiel. 
as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man, each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side, and each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side, and each of the four had the face of an eagle. In fact, theologians can trace this to the four Gospels. Jesus Christ was portrayed in Matthew as the king because the Jews, they're expecting their king. So he was portrayed in Matthew as a king savior. So that's why in Matthew, they had to start by tracing him to the genealogy of David, the king. So Jesus Christ, the portrait of Jesus in Matthew was the king who the prophets have prophesied about, who is, who is coming as the seed of David. Jews were expecting their king. Their king who is going to come like David and deliver them from the hands of the Romans. In Mark, Mark is not a Jewish name. Mark is a Roman name. Mark. Mark is a Roman name. So it was written to a predominantly uh, Gentile audience. So if because Mark was a book written, is a Roman and written, written with Gentile audience in mind, they had to present Jesus as a slave savior. So Mark, Jesus was presented as the ox. Ox is the one that does the donkey job. As an ox. So first, the other one has the face of the lion, which represents the king. The face of an ox, which represents the servant. All right. And then even in the book of Mark, is the shortest of all the gospels. He has a lot of immediately, suddenly, immediately. Mark doesn't have time to, so he didn't even talk about Jesus' birth and nothing, just that his baptism and his ministry. And it's very short and straight, straight to the point, straight to the point, immediately, suddenly, immediately, suddenly. Because Romans don't have time. We are building. So let's come, let's hit the ground running. And so Mark was an audience written to a uh, 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 Roman audience, Mark them. And then Luke, being a physician, is an intellectual. Luke is a, an intellectual and he's a medical doctor. What do medical doctors do? They deal with human bodies, the real human being. So Luke said, I have to present Jesus as a real human being, as man. So Luke presents Jesus as man. That is why when you look at the genealogy of Jesus in, in the book of Luke, it traces him to Adam, a human being, not Abraham, a pro, the, the one with the promise. It traces it to Adam so that every human being he covers you. And Luke had more time to be elaborate. Luke was more detailed in his presentation because he presented Jesus as man. So we have Luke presents him as a man. So Matthew, in the portrait of Christ in Matthew, is the king. Mark, the portrait of uh, Jesus, is the slave, which is the ox, the king, the lion. In Luke, the portrait of Jesus we have in Luke is the man. You see the face of a man. And then finally, what's the last face? The eagle. The last uh, um, face that we saw is the eagle. And eagle stands for the bird that flies. 
stands for the spirit. Jesus Christ is not just an ordinary man. He's not just a king. He's the son of God. So when you read the book of John, it presents Jesus. In the beginning was the word. The word, oh, oh. He is not have time for nativity stories. He comes cast straight to the chase that this one you are talking about is the one who exists. So John, when you read the book of John, that is why you can't know Jesus properly if you don't read John, you don't read Colossians, and you don't read Hebrews. John, Colossians, and Hebrews handle Jesus in a way that natural mind can just pick. So these four creatures, four creatures, they all have significance. The face of a lion, the face of a man, the face of an ox, and the face of an eagle. And all this represents Jesus Christ in a, a, a particular way. And so he says that I saw four creatures. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 4. He said, and I behold, I saw I, the, the, around the throat the, were four living creatures full of eyes in front and the back. Verse, let's go on. The first, the first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a cow. The third living creature was like a man. And the fourth living creature was like... These are realities that are there already. And what we do in the scriptures when we come, we are unpacking spiritual realities which the Bible helps us to understand. These are realities. Can you imagine Ezekiel spoke about it? But Revelation, he saw it. And he said, these creatures were around the throne. They were no ordinary creatures. He said, they were like. They had the face and they were like. Doesn't mean a lion is in the throne, the throne or near the throne. There's a creature. You can't describe it. Or you can say, it looks like a lion. Then he says that, verse, verse 8... I'm going somewhere. And the four living creatures, each having six wings, <laughs> were full of eyes around and within. Not only outside, they have even eyes inside their stomach. <laughs> the eyes are not only outside, inside and outside. These living creatures were full of eyes inside uh, uh, eyes around and within and they do not rest day or night saying holy 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 lord god almighty who was and is and is to come that's all they do they don't rest day or night holy 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 that's all they are doing holy holy he said i, I saw a door open in heaven and i saw what was going on in heaven Wow! and twenty elders with crowns. They were sitting on thrones. But there was a throne. And only one person sat on the throne. And the one who sat on the throne, I can't describe it. It just looks like Jasper. Jasper. Say Jasper. Say Jasper. How does God look like? Jasper. Jasper. And the appearance was like emerald. And so then it says that they, they, they were singing day or night. They don't rest day and night. They're holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Oh God, God, oh my Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and is to come. The next verse. And look at what happened. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever, what happens? The four and twenty elders, the twenty-four elders, fall down before him who 
who sits on the throne and worship him who sits who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne they also cast their crown so as soon as as, as soon as the four uh, the four creatures as soon as they shout holy day and night holy so every time they come holy 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 means you are different you are separate you can't be compared to anything holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. As soon as they cried that those who sat on the throne, the 420 elders, they also fall before the throne and remove their crown. They cast their crowns before the throne. Come to church with your crowns. Please remove it. Move it. When we are worshiping, remove your crown. In other words, whatever makes you think you are so important, please put it aside. Because we are before him who was and is and is to come. They cast their crown. And then when they cast their crown, they also say something. What do they say? You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you 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 have created all things, not evolution. You've created all things. And by by your will, they exist and were created. That's what was going on in heaven when I saw. Oh, oh, this is something interesting. I'm taking you somewhere. And look at the next verse. I mean the next verse. So the next verse. So this is events happening in heaven. It looks like, it looks to me like this was the event happening before the cross. It was happening. It is a state of heaven. The state of affairs in heaven. And and then it says that and I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then, quick, let's go. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose is still who what's going on what's going on this is a whole scene whilst they were crying holy holy suddenly I saw in the right hand of the one the right hand of the one who sat on the throne he had something he was holding something then when I saw it then an angel cried with a strong voice it's a strong angel who cried he was proclaiming with a loud voice when you are preaching, you have to, don't worry, just talk. It's soft. You don't have to be shouting. You don't, you don't know what we are talking about. Proclaim, even if they are shouting. Yeah. <laughs> With a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the school? Then look at what happened. This is an interesting scene. Look at what happened. And no one in heaven, in heaven? Including the 24 elders? They had golden crowns. They could. They are not worthy. They were not worthy. Wow. Wow. Who is worthy to open? The, it said, and no one in heaven to collect the scrolls and break the seals and open. No one in heaven, or on earth, or under the earth, 
was able to open the scroll and and or to look at it the guy was sitting on the throne god the almighty he had scrolls in his hand had scrolls this thing has to be collected and opened but no one is worthy in heaven on earth and under who then who then that's the problem now because this thing has to be opened the book must be opened the seals must be broken these things God had hidden himself in himself from the foundation of the earth and no one is worthy <laughs> no one is worthy to unveil and unpack what God has hidden in himself no one can open it no one so what happened he said I wept <laughs> he said he said so so I wept not just with you you can't stop him from crying his heart was broken why was he weeping because there was no one no one was found worthy to open and to read the scrolls and to look at it. No one was found. You can't open it. You can't look at it. And you can't read it. No one was found open. Oh, and this thing has to be opened. He was holding the book. Someone should be worthy. Then the, one of the elders. Oh. Then one of the elders said to me, ah, Do not weep. Before, before he became a man and died on the cross, there was a busy scene going on in heaven. There was one sat on the throne. He looked like Jasper. This was a scene. The scroll had always been in his hands. Because he created the world and kept some things. No one was worthy to open it. So he said, don't weep. Don't weep, John. Don't weep. Why? Because, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed. the tribe of Judah the root of David has prevailed he has conquered he has overcome he came on earth he lived as a human being he paid for our price and he has prevailed the root of David this is the root of David who is the root of David that's Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed he has prevailed to open the scrolls and to lose the seals so when he said don't worry I tend to look watch this this is interesting but the next verse then and I looked and behold hey in the midst of the watch this you see, I intentionally read chapter 4 to see the state of the throne. He said, 
and the door was open in heaven. And when the door was open, for one, when the door was open in heaven, the door was open in heaven, and the voice that said, come up with that. So I came up, and then verse 2 says that I was in the spirit, and, and, I, I, and then I was in the spirit, and said, I mean, behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one, a throne, and one verse 2, a throne was set, and one sat on the throne. One as in one person, one as in somebody, somebody in particular, sat on the throne. And then what did I see? And the one who sat on the throne, this is how he looked like, like Jasper, like Emerald. And then the next verse says that, and around the throne, so he's talking about around the throne, there were 24 elders. And then the next verse, verse 5, says that, and thunder and lightning were proceeding out of the throne, and the seven spirits of which are burning fire, uh, lamps of fire were burning before the throne, before the throne burning, which are the seven spirits of God. And then the next verse says that, and the, there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the, in the midst, in the midst of the throne, watch this, in the midst of the throne, and around the throne were four living creatures. So where were they? They were in the midst of the throne. The 24 elders were around the throne, but these four living creatures were in the midst of the throne, and they were around the throne. They were in the midst of the throne, and they had eyes on them and inside them. So when John said, don't cry, I turned and behold, in the I said, and then verse six says that, and behold, in the midst of the throne again, in the midst of the throne, and in uh, in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures. Ah, I want four guys to come quickly. Join yourself. Yes. So these four living creatures, they were in the midst of the throne and the throne there's one who sat on the throne and in the midst of the throne there were four living creatures and around the throne these same four living creatures but when he told me don't cry for the lion of the tribe of judah has prevailed i turned and i saw in the midst of the throne and this one not just the throne those four living creatures in the midst of the four living creatures now he can come in the midst of the four living creatures stood a lamb. <laughs> These four living creatures, one had the face of a lion, it fits you. <laughs> one had the face of an ox, it fits you. One had the face of a man, it fits you. And one had the face of an eagle. I said, in the midst of all this creature-like image that represents everything in creation, there was within it something else. I saw a lamb. And when I look at the lamb, the lamb was not sitting. It was standing. And the lamb looked like it has just been slain. So, neither, in other words, a bleeding. You see, when something has just been slain, it will be bleeding. So he says that, and I look, behold, in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, 
stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Slain means been executed, cut. Give me new uh, uh, English standard version. English standard version. It says that and between and between the throne and the four living creatures and amongst the elders I saw a lamb standing as though it had it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. So I saw this lamb, but it had seven horns. Horn is a sign of strength. A lamb is very gullible. Usually, lambs don't have horns. Yeah. Is the lamb is a baby. So it's the rams that have horn. But I saw a lamb with seven horns. You think there's something they think he says is something to temper with. They can say anything about Jesus. He's always still a lamb. But when you start crossing to a certain level, you see that this lamb has got seven horns. <laughs> and in the midst of the, I saw a lamb as though it has been slain. Let's go back there. Let's go to the next verse. Um, King James, or New King James. Then he came. Ah, The lamb came and took the scroll the lamb came and took the scroll out of the hand of him who sat, out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. That's why I was crying, because there was nobody worthy but the lamb. The lamb. The lamb. Now look at the next verse. The next verse. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures the four living creatures and the 12, 24 elders fell this time, not before the throne, before the Lamb. How many of you know that God said, I shall not worship any other thing? Yes. You are not allowed to worship any. But this Lamb, in, not even on earth, in heaven, where the, these people were worshiping God, when the Lamb took the throne, then they fell before the Lamb, Fell the lamb and worshiped the lamb. Ah, uh, Jesus went and he took the scroll, read it, opened it, and the four creatures and the four and twenty elders. What happened to them? And and in the midst of the, uh, the elders stood the lamb. Let's go to the next verse. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four creatures and the four and twenty elders fell before the lamb, and having harp a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints they fell and they had the prayers of the saints represented it before Jesus that's why we have to pray yes. this this these creatures and the, these elders they when they fall they have incense and the prayers of the saints God the prayers of the saints comes to the nostrils of God so I let them pray I like look at the next verse Look at the next verse. And they sang a new song. Watch this, watch this. What is the old song? Holy, holy. They were singing it. They were saying. The 420, uh, the, 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 in the verse 4. Verse, uh, it's, uh, yeah, the verse 8. Creatures, they are following and read now the saying. 
But this time, when the lamb came, they fell and they sang a new song. What was the song they sang? That means that there has been a shift in heaven. The pre, the pre incarnation crucifixion period is what you see in chapter 4. And then when he came and went back, it's what you see from chapter 5, verse 5, that was. And then that change they are singing. Then they sang and said, you are worthy to take the scrolls and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed now us to, you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of now give me the english standard version i'll show you something and you've ought to open it and you you are slain and you have by your blood you have ransomed people now the reason why i asked for new uh, english standard version it's the translators were much more um, as i'm growing i'm realizing they were much more accurate to the greek closer, much more closer than King James. And then the new, let's see the new American Standard Version. The new American Standard Version, you are slain and you have purchased for God. I want to show you something. American Standard Version said you have purchased and then the English standard version says what? English standard version. It says that you have ransomed what? People. People for God. English, uh, American, New American standard version. You have purchased for God with your blood men. Let's see the King James. How I put it. The King James said you have thus redeemed us to God. Okay, the redeem is the same as ransom, is the same as purchased. But who did he purchase? King James said, us. Who were the one talking? The four and twenty. No, it wasn't them. They are not human beings. Redemption is only for men, human beings. That's where the English Standard Version, American Standard Version, American Standard Version say you have purchased men by your blood. You have purchased, guys, move so that they can see. You have purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and every nation. And then the American Standard say you have purchased people. All right, but the way the the Greek is rendered, if you are interpreting, you might end up saying you have purchased us. So it wasn't the twenty-four elders; they were worshiping and saying that you have purchased. The twenty-four elders were no human beings. They were no human beings, and the creatures they were no human beings. But Pastor, who are they? They are heavenly creatures. They are heavenly creatures. Some, some, some scholars believe they are a type of angels who govern affairs, global affairs, taking instructions from God and govern. They are not human beings. But they, so they present the prayers of the saints. And so these, these elders and the creatures, they fell before the Lamb. These are senior authorities in heaven. They fell before the land and they said, You are worthy 
to take the scrolls and to open it and have read uh, and have redeemed give me the um american standard and by your blood you have ransomed people it's the same as redeemed people see why it's good i taught on redemption because you see if they don't teach you the basic you will see redeemed thing you just going the people have not been taught so you have purchased people you are ransomed people you have redeemed people for god from every tribe from every language from every uh, and every people and every four categories tribe language people nation you have everybody wherever you are god's blood christ's blood can work for you I said, this is what they sang. And look at the verse 10. And you have made us priests, oh Jesus. And has made us kings and priests for our God. And we shall reign on earth. Kings and priests. Reflection, you remember? Reflection, the priests. And then kings, dominion. So, he said... Uh, ESV, and they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open it at uh, its seal, for you were slain, and by your blood you have ransomed people for God from every tribe, every language, every people, every nation, and the next verse, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Kings and priests. That's why God created. I said, let us make man in our own image and our likeness. That's, and let them have dominion. That's kingship. Royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. A holy, a royal, First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Royal priesthood. In the Old Testament, you can be a royalty and still be a priest. David was a royalty, but he was never a priest. He was prophet, never a priest. In the Old Testament, it was never allowed for anyone to be a royalty and priest. You can be a priest and a prophet. You can be a prophet and um, a, a, a royalty. David was a prophet, but you can be royalty and priests because the royal royal family line was reserved for Judah, and the priestly line was reserved for Levi. That is why in Hebrews he says that Jesus didn't come from Levi, and Moses spoke about priesthood with regards to Levi. But Jesus did not come from Levi. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 14. And we know that he comes from the tribe of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing about priesthood. So if he's a priest, then his priesthood is not based on his lineage, but his priesthood is based on his indestructible life after the order of Melchizedek. (laughs) So you have made us priests and kings to our God and we shall reign on earth. So now, why did I bring you here? To see that some of the songs we sing have its root. All the saints and angels You guys can sit down. For You see this one. You see this one. All the elders Christ, they are crowned before the Lamb of God. Sit down, sit down. You, sit down again. Now, does it make sense? All right. Let 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 me just round up this. 
reflection, enlargement, So reflection, enlargement, habitation, counterpart. Counterpart is taking a bit of time, but I think let me just draw the curtain on it today. Very shortly, I've said much of what has to be said. In the nutshell, God wants, he created, God created us for marriage to be united with his eternal son in a marriage union. And when man fell, that couldn't happen. But the Bible says in Acts chapter 14, verse 17, that nevertheless, God did not leave himself without witness. That's a very important statement. God did not leave himself without witness. Well, God wanted marriage, so he created man. He wanted his son, who is the lamb, to have a counterpart. And so throughout the Old Testament, God kept referring to himself as the husband. God said, I'm your husband, Israel. I'm a husband to you, Israel. I'm a husband to you, Israel. Then Jesus comes, and his first miracle is at a wedding because of marriage. He's at a wedding. And then John the Baptist was baptizing people. Jesus comes. John the Baptist said, this is the son of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then Jesus went to the other side. In John chapter 3, verse 26, they come to tell John that the man who you baptize, to whom you give witness, he's baptizing and all men are going to him. Jesus, John the Baptist says that he must increase and I must decrease. Why? Then he brings an analogy of a groom and a bride. And he says that the groom, when the bride comes to the groom, it's supposed to go to the groom. And then the, the friend of the groom, like the best man, when he sees bride, the bride going to the groom, he is happy. And John says that today, this joy is mine as the one who introduces the bridegroom. So let the bride go to the groom. In other words, Jesus was the groom. So you could see. Then Paul comes and he says that husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Oh, whoa. So the church and Christ have a marital, marriage-like relationship. Husband loves your wives as Christ loves the church. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 2 and 3, he said, I am worried for you because I betrothed you to one husband. He's talking to the church. He said, church, I've engaged you to one husband who is Christ. And he said, I'm worried. Let's as the serpent beguiled, deceived, deluded Eve, your simple minds will be deluded by the devil. So that means that at first Adam's Eve was deceived by the serpent. The last Adam's Eve, who is the church, he said, I'm afraid this serpent will come back again. And the only way to inoculate the last Adam's Eve 
from deception is true teaching. It's true teaching. So what I'm saying is that there is this universal husband called Christ and the universal bride called the church. And at the end of it, the, the, the Christ, who is the lamb, he says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7, let us rejoice and be glad, giving glory to him, for the marriage of the lamb has come, and his bride has made himself herself ready. And he said to the bride is given to be arrayed or to be clothed with white garment, okay, bright, to be clothed with fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So when we are born again, we are not born again by our acts. We are saved by his acts on the cross. That is what saves us. And when we put our faith in his work on the cross, it saves us. But then after you are saved, your righteous acts, it said, for we must, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ and everyone will give uh, will receive the things done in his body according to what he has done not what Christ has done what you have done he said behold I come quickly revelations chapter 22 verse 12 and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his works revelations chapter 2 verse 4 he says that verse 2, 2 it actually said I know your works I know your works he said return to your first love I know your works he kept telling the church of Ephesus. I know your work, the church of Smyrna. I know your work, the church of Pergamos. I know your work, the church of Titeria. I know your works, the church of Sardis. I know your works, the church of Philadelphia. I know your works, the church of Laodicea. I know. He still kept on works, 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 works. We are not saved by works, but we are judged by works. And so when the lamb is coming, the wedding, the attire, Jesus told a parable of a man who did a wedding for his son and he, those who were invited were playing up. So he said, go and invite everybody. I think Luke chapter 14 or so. Go and invite everybody to come in or Matthew 25, one of them. Go and invite everybody to come in. Matthew 22 particularly maybe. Let, let Invite everybody to come in. And then when they came in the man came and he saw a certain guy who was not wearing the right clothes. He wasn't wearing the right clothes. You were not supposed to be at the wedding, but somebody just favored you and had mercy on you and said, come, you have come to, yeah, Matthew 22. He says that, but when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on wedding garments. You have come to church, not based on your works, but you'll be judged and you'll enjoy the wedding based on your works. So you've come to the wedding party, you've come to the wedding feast without appropriate garments. Without appropriate, so he says that let them rejoice and be glad, giving glory to him, for the marriage of the lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready, and to the bride was given to be clothed with fine linen and bright, and then for the fine linen is the righteous act. So how was going to be our attire for the wedding is what your behavior is preparing you for the great feasts. When you are saved, your works, how you are serving in church, 
how you are active in church, how you are loving other believers, how you are forgiving people, how you are obeying the word of God. That is all contributing to the kind of garment you are wearing. The garment the bride is wearing. Because this whole thing is ending up in marriage. We and Christ are going to be fused as one. Somebody say amen. Amen. So, in conclusion, why did God create man? Number one, he wanted a reflection. Somebody must reflect God. Number two, he wanted an enlargement. He wanted a, it's not like God is not big enough, he wanted something bigger. No, on earth, he wanted to spread himself on earth amongst people. That's enlargement. And number three, he created us because he wanted us to be his dwelling place, his habitation, where he has a home. You know, many people, like yeah, some MPs, they have a house in London and then a house in the, uh, somewhere in the countryside. Many people who have, who are, who have money and have homes on the, in the countryside have homes in London. So God, <clears throat> God has his abode and dwelling in heaven, but on earth he wanted a dwelling. And so he created human beings so that human beings can be a dwelling for him on earth. He created us because he wanted a dwelling. And finally, he created us because he wants a counterpart. A universal, eternal counterpart. We and God, he says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We and God are teamed up, joined to become one flesh. He said, therefore, first um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32, verse 31. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother. Verse 31. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And he says, this is a great mystery. However, I speak concerning Christ and the church. So, Christ and the church, a man shall leave his father and his mother. He left the father, came to die for us. And then the marriage is going to come. The lamb is going to be married to the church. So as I taught you in Revelations chapter 2, verse 7, chapter 2, verse 11, chapter 2, verse 19, chapter 2, verse 8, 17, sorry, chapter 2, verse 29, chapter 3, verse 6, chapter 3, verse 13, chapter 3, verse 22. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Say the Spirit. Say the Spirit. When you read the Bible very carefully, all the epistles in Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, Galatians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 and 3, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 and 3, Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 and 3, um, um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, 2 and 3, and then when you read Titus chapter 1, all of it, he says, Ephesians chapter, let's pick the Ephesians 1, he says that Paul, an apostle of Christ, then he says, uh, and of God, grace, uh, grace and, watch this, uh, grace and peace from where? God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Where is the Holy Spirit? Read the epistles. He doesn't say greetings from the Holy Spirit. He just says, God, Father and the Son, the Father and the Son. But you come to Revelations chapter 1, and it introduces the Spirit. Revelations chapter 1, it brings from the Father. From, it's actually, it's for Revelation chapter 1, <coughs> verse, the, revelation, or the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God put you on the screen, the revelation of which God gave to his servants to, to show the things that are going to happen. Verse 2 and verse 3. Quickly, I have to stop with immediate uh, bear witness. Uh, okay, uh, the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, all things that I saw. Okay, verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. Okay, blessed, blessed is he who reads this, verse 4. I want to show you something. Anyone who reads this, is verse 4. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, watch this. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was, who is to come. And from the seven spirits, now is added a spirit. From the seven spirits of God. So that now in Revelation, listen to this, I'm running up now, very important. Now in Revelation, he keeps saying, he who has an ear, let him hear. So chapter 2, verse 7, as I said, verse 11, verse 17, verse 29, chapter 3, 6, 13, 22. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Then, so it's the Spirit that has been speaking. The Spirit that has been speaking. Then as I told you the other time, when you come to Revelation 22, verse 16, now this is, the story has changed. It's not only the Spirit that is speaking anymore. Let's go to the verse 17, sorry. Verse 17, it says that, and the Spirit, now the two shall become one flesh. It was the Spirit who is speaking. But by the time we get to Revelations chapter, uh, the end of the Bible, chapter 22, verse 17, now the Spirit and the church are speaking together. The two shall become one flesh. The Spirit and the bride are saying, are saying, are saying, are saying. Revelation chapter 19, verse 2, it says that, Come, I saw the heavenly Jerusalem coming from heaven like a bride adorned. Um, um, Revelation chapter 21, sorry, verse 2. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down. So then, it's important to understand that he says that the Spirit has been speaking, the Spirit has been speaking now. The Spirit is speaking with the, the church, the bride, all right? And then when you go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 2, it talks about it, the Jerusalem was like a bride adorned for a husband. And then in the verse 9, verse 9, um, Revelation chapter 22, verse 9. It says, Come, I will show you the bride of the, uh, the bride, the lamb's wife. And then he took me onto the mountain and showed me the heavenly Jerusalem. Look at it. And then show me the Jerusalem descending from God. Look at the next verse, verse 11. Verse 11. Having the glory of God, her light was like a precious stone, like what? <laughs> now, now, it looks so much like God. You know, the description of God, Revelation chapter 4, verse 4, he was like Jasper. You understand? God, he was like Jasper. Suddenly, the bride that was shown is looking like Jasper. Jasper is the reflection of the nature of God. Suddenly, the church has, the, who is the New Jerusalem? Now, the bride looks just like God. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Beautiful, beautiful. Let me end. Please sit down. How did he become jasperized? Look for that message. I've preached a message. Jasperization. Recently, I bought something from an outlet shop, an outlet shop. I got one for myself for the first time. It's called a petrified wood. A A petrified wood. A petrified wood is wood and they've you know wood is wood is um an organic element stone is not organic but fragments of stone is blown god is blown into the wood for for a long time so much that the wood the, the wood loses its wooden state and then the stone element is a very scientific thing <clears throat> So the stone element is passed into the root that all the wooden elements is replaced by the... So, see, this is wood, but it's jasperized. So it's, it's like a stone. It's hard. But when you look at it, you see this is every... The, the, the characteristic or the, defini- the look of wood is this. But when you touch it, you realize this is stone. So is this wood or stone? It has been petrified. That's the term. It's gone through something called petrification. So petrification is when they blow, they keep blowing the uh, stone element, the mineral element into the wood. For a long time, it flashes out the wooden characteristic and then the minerals solidify. And now, even though it's wood, now it's, its constituent component is minerals. Now, in the same way, God is like Jasper and he keeps blowing himself through us. Us. So what is happening is that you are being jasperized. So by the time Christ comes, you look at us, we are still humans, but we are godly. We are jasperized. So then the bride and the, the spirit and the bride can say together. How does God jasperize us? What I am doing? Constantly feeding himself into us. What most of you don't know is you are seriously changing. You are changing over a period of time. As you open your heart, you receive the word of God. You keep hearing the word of God. You keep hearing the word of God. You keep hearing the word of God. The word of God is changing you without you realizing it. He said, we all, with unveiled faces, beholding us in the mirror, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. That is what God is doing to us. Coming to church is not only to have fun, it's also sweet, but hearing to hear God's word preached in purity. Talking about wholesome ways. It changes us. Before you could realize you have changed. And by the time Jesus is coming, we look so much like him. So the the spirit and the bride can say, come. Can say, come. God created us to be his counterparts. He created us to be his habitations. He created us to be his enlargement. And he created us to be his refreshing. Did you receive something? Oh, yeah.
God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.